Rukuta Sichas Chelak Tezvav Parsha Vayeshev Sicha Hey. From Pasuk Vayemi Yehudama Hayravin Asheretan Lacha, the Pasuk which says that Yehuda said, "What is?" He said to Tamar, "What is this um, collateral that I should give you?" But Tamar, so she said, Tamar said, "Chaysamach Opsilcha Umatcha." which means your signet ring your your um, seal your garment and your staff your stick your walking stick that is in your hand Rashi um, quotes the two words and quotes the following the Mloshim for Targum, he says what the Targum says, which is Iskotsach Vishveshifach, which we'll explain in a minute. And then he explain, goes on to explain the ring with which you seal things, in other words, what's known as a signet ring, the Simlosach Shatamiskasaba, and your garment with your cloak with which you cover yourself. The uh, two words that he quoted were from Targum, which means that. It means your seal your, uh, and your garment. Dafen Fashtein, so we have to understand about this. Favos, number one. Favos was Rashi, Arois Nemen, dem Vort, Chaisamach, von sein Poshten Teich, dein Stempel. Why does Rashi remove the word Chaisamach from its ordinary meaning, from its direct meaning, which means your seal? And instead, he interprets it the way that Uncle says, which is your, your ring. It means a signet ring, but why does Rashi have to go to ring? Maybe it means a seal. He had a seal, which he carried around. Number two, because that's the direct meaning of the word chesamach, means seal. It doesn't mean ring. Number two, which he interprets as the Targum says, your cloak with which you cover yourself. Why does he have, why does he say that it means your garment? In Tanakh, throughout Tanakh, when the word psil occurs, it doesn't mean a garment. And when you do find the word seal, it has, it means a thread, it means threads. Or a strik, or a rope. But it means threads. In English, and actually in uh, slang English, your threads does, does mean your cloak, your, your garments. But in uh, Hebrew, silcha means your thread, or threads. And simlascha means your garment. So how does psilcha become your garment over here? A, s- a third thing we have to understand. When you see Rashi throughout the Torah, you see that the word psil doesn't actually need to be in, uh, explained. Because similar to most of the most if not all close to all the words in the Torah which Rashi does not find the need to explain what they mean the meaning is it's, it's the Hebrew meaning the direct meaning and Rashi doesn't need to explain it and the same is true for Sil 
was das for Emfe, das for Dach, for was Rashi, for Taishin Psil and Chumash, which explains why Rashi in the Chumash, who at the Chumash, who doesn't explain the word Psil, which appears in many places. Why here does he explain the word Psilecha? And he explains it not as threads, but as a garment. Number four, a film of Gifin and a Hechahaz, Shainu Kemepsilnish Menechut, or the Chebel, Gibachol Makai. Even if you'll find some reason why, in our parsha the word psilecha cannot mean threads and it cannot mean uh, uh, rope, as it does in other all other places. Then Rashi should have explained it in our pasuk. If it's not threads and it's not a rope, so you should have explained it as the Rajam, Rajbam explains it, that it is psilecha ezer. He says it's your belt. Since the Rashbam, it makes sense because a belt is similar to a rope. And maybe he used a rope as a belt, who knows? And people used to use a rope as a belt, so why doesn't he explain it the way the Rashbam says which, that it is Yehuda's belt? She was asking for his belt. Number five. After Rashi quotes what the Targum says, he gives the explanation. The ring with which you seal things. And the simloscha, your garment, that you cover yourself in. Why does Rashi need to explain that a garment is to cover yourself? That a seal is to, uh, to, you know, to seal things? Actually, it's that the ring is with which you seal. Base. There are commentators that explain that why does Rashi add the ring with which you seal and the garment with which you cover yourself? Rashi is coming to answer the following question. Where does, in the word Chesamcha, where does the word ring come to Chesamcha? Where does the word uh, garment come to Psilecha? He's trying to explain that. Is Rashi Mabaris, Rashi explains, that the reason that the title refers to the ring as Chesamcha is because this was a ring with which you seal. On the far, and that's why this this particular ring is called your seal. Simlas Khoshata Miskasava, so also he explains your garment with which you cover yourself. Rashi is alluding to what the Pasuk says, you shall make for yourself by when it describes tzitzis, gdilim like threads, on the garment with which you cover yourself. That's how the Pasuk there phrases it. So Rashi over here is alluding to that Pasuk. Not Rashi. Rashi is telling us that, uh, yeah, so he's alluding to that Pasuk. Vugdilim Over there, the tzitzis, which are threads, are written in the context of being attached to the garment. And over there, the pasuk says 
the garment with which you cover yourself. So Rashi alludes to that pasuk by saying, your garment with which you cover yourself. The farvet oich, the simla angerufim silcha, and that's why the uh, garment over here is called psilecha, tzilibdi tzitzis, um because it's referring, it was the tzitzis, it was his taliskotten. It was Yehuda's talus that she asked for. So Rashi is telling us that it's the garment with, which has tzitzis or threads hanging from it, which are the tzitzis. The, as the Pasuk says, your garment with which you cover yourself should have threads on it. So that's what she was asking for, and that's why it's called the threaded garment. And by this they answer the question that the Ramban asks. The Ramban says, what was uh, Tamar suggesting? That he, sh- he should give her his clothing and what he should walk around naked after that? So w- the Ramban questions that the meaning of the word simlo- uh, that it means your garment, what, it, what was he doing after that? So that answers it. Because over here we're talking about another garment, not the garment which he uses as clothing. But he was wearing another kind of a garment, in addition to his regular clothing. He was wearing, as we do, a taluskotan, which is, of course, not your shirt, and not your, you know, you're wearing other garments other besides for the taluskotan. So that's how they answer. That only explains that the word could mean a ring, and could mean a garment which has threads hanging from it. But it doesn't explain, number one, First of all, it doesn't explain that. How do we know that this is what it means here? What's the? Why is it necessary to say that that's what it means here? The simple meaning of the pasuk, and not as it would mean anywhere else. The simple meaning of it elsewhere would be chaisim, a seal, not necessarily on a ring, on ezer and a gartel and a belt. That's what it would normally mean. So it's possible that it means a garment which has strings hanging from it. But why does Pshutosh Mikra necessitate that that's what it means? Why can't it just mean in your belt? Uh, and the, uh, and what is, why does Pshutosh Mikra necessitate that he was wearing a ring which had a seal on it? Why couldn't he just have an ordinary seal? Another, another thing we have to understand now, Pise <clears throat> because this brings the uh, strengthens the question that is otherwise you know jumps in our face the question, the ordinary question which is why does the Torah have to describe it with words which are unusual your 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 uh, seal and your threads and unmain and tabas and simla and mean that the meaning of it is, although it says your seal, it means a ring. And it says a thread, but it means clothing. Why does he have to write it like that? It could, of course, mean a ring, which has a seal. But why does it have to say seal if he means ring? It could have simply said, the Torah could have called it by its name. 
Tabatcha, your ring, Vesimlosoch, and your garment. Why does the Torah have to use an unusual word? Your threads, and it really means garment. Why don't you just say garment? Which, by the way, these words, your, your, uh, your ring and your garment, they're found elsewhere, other places in the Torah as well. A third thing, Alpiza had a similar gedaft ungedait veren in pasuk written vard dilcha. If that's what it means, and Rashi is alluding to that pasuk which is gedilin, which means threads, and that this was a talaskot and this was tzitzis. So why does he call it psilecha? Why doesn't she call? It, why doesn't he call it gedilcha, which is similar to that word that is brought in regards to tzitzis? That's what the Pasuk calls Tzitzis. And the Pasuk Ayvelchem is Meramez. And this is the Pasuk that we're trying to allude to, Gdilim Tchasava, the threads which are called Gdilim, with which you cover yourself. And that's what we're alluding to. So why call it Psilecha? Why not call it Gdilecha? Number four, we have to understand the Iker, and this is the most important question. The Ben Chamashal Mikra, Hatnoch, Bizitz, Nishgelerent, Begmitzis, Tzitzis, Bachlau. The five-year-old that is learning this pasuk in the middle of the Bereshis has not learned anything in the Torah yet about tzitzis. From Even though it might be true that he knows about uh, tzitzis from the Rashi because Rashi mentions it in Noyach already. In which he writes that Yidin have a t- so the, the child knows that a Yidin have a talis they have a talus with tzitzis. The montach dort Rashi need the minyan from psil, but over there Rashi doesn't mention. He doesn't connect it with the word psil, which means a thread. On the other Rashi the minyan from tzitzis, and over here he doesn't say anything about tzitzis at all. So nowhere does he draw the connection between this uh, uh, thread and tzitzis. So how is the five-year-old supposed to know that this is what it's all? It's all it's about. This is what it's talking about. How is the five-year-old going to connect the fact that Yidin wear tzitzis with this pasuk, which re- refers back to Gedilim, which he never learned about? So, how is he supposed to make all these connections when Rashi doesn't spell it out? As does that Rashi is the tzeilin. Even if you want to say that Rashi doesn't have to tell a Jewish child about tzitzis, but Eralein trucks because he himself is wearing tzitzis. The child wears tzitzis. He knows about tzitzis. And he says when he reads Shema in Vayomer, he says psil tchelus, a uh, a thread of blue wool. Rashi still sort of told us, at least uh, bring the Pasuk so that we can make the connection between Gdil and Ashutachasaba and this Pasuk which says uh, that Rashi said how is the five year old supposed to connect it back to a Pasuk that he never learned so the, the fact that it, it is there and you could be alluding to it but Rashi is talking to a five year old the five-year-old never learned that pasuk yet, and Rashi doesn't quote that pasuk here. So how is he supposed to make that connection? Gimel, the beer in them. So to explain it, the How does Rashi know that your seal does not mean what it normally means, just an ordinary seal? Rashi knows it from 
what's going on here in the parish from the story. Yehuda's gain kind Timna is given of Logos Tzainai. Why did Yehuda travel to Timna? The Pasuk says it was in order to share his sheep. An Arbet by Velchas is Bachlal Nishnoitik Svanutzach Metachaisem. This is a job which does not need a seal at all. If he was going to a business meeting in which he's going to do a deal of some sort, then you could see that he needs a seal. But to share sheep, you don't need that. Therefore, it's difficult to say that she was referring to an ordinary seal, which he would. Uh, why would he be schlepping a seal with him? While al pipshat, because uh, the simple meaning of the pasuk, number one, slivozol Yehuda mitnem and zan shtempel um What does Yehuda have to bring the seal when he's not going to need it on this trip? And number two, why would Tamar think that he does have a seal with him? And to say simply, in fact, that's the first thing she asked for, as old why would, would it occur to her that he would have schlepped his seal along, even if for some reason he did choose to bring it along? That's why Rashi chooses to explain it the way the Targum does, which is that it's a ring. A ring which has a seal in it, a signet ring. And since people wear rings, is nishka chidr, so therefore it's not unusual what Yehuda had his gehat mitzich. They says gegangalogasayne. Therefore, it's not unusual that he would have had it with him when he was only going to share his sheep. He's not bringing along a seal. He's bringing along a ring, and the ring has a seal in it because that's the kind of ring that he was wearing, that people wore. The bai fadetzich bavaranish, but you need. It still needs some explanation. Says fashtanik in pashtos. We can understand as when Tomar had given Nemen on Yeravim by Yehuda that when Tomar wanted to make take some collateral from Yehuda that he would pay her. She would have chosen such things that number one things which are meaningful to him, things which are precious to him, not something that he could easily give away and he doesn't care to get it back. So therefore, of course, he would understand why she chose these things because these are things that he, he's going to have to get back. So he's going to have to bring money in order to get back his the collateral that he gave. Number two, things which are also that she chose things which are personal to him. Because in the end, she wanted to use it she knew that she would want to use it in order to make it clear that, she, that he had been her partner. So it has to be personal to him, something that people would recognize, this is Yehuda's. And when she says, yeah, this, that's who I was partner with, it would be clear that this is Yehuda. So she chose such things. Therefore, we must say, as by betten dem chesom Yehuda, that by asking for the signet ring from Yehuda, she didn't mean a ring, any old ring that anybody can wear. Because just a ring doesn't guarantee in any way that he's going to come back to collect his ring. He might leave it with her, you know, who needs it. There's no need for him to necessarily have to come back to get it, to get it back. 
and it's also not personal enough. Any ring which is unidentifiable with its owner wasn't of interest to her. Nor is rather what she asked for was Undos is Rashi and that's what Rashi is trying to emphasize by saying the ring with which you seal your documents. In other words, it has to be personal to you. That's what the point was. And therefore, if, without question, he's going to have to come and get it back. And that's why we understand why the Pasuk over here calls it by the name your seal and doesn't call it your ring, which is what the question that he asked. If it means a ring, why doesn't the Pasuk simply say a ring? Why does it say your seal? The reason is, because only by calling it your seal, your seal does it become understood why is Tamar asking for his ring why did she choose a ring the reason is because it's a signet ring and therefore it's something that Yehuda has to come get back and also it's something that's personal to Yehuda so the word explains why she asked for that that's the important thing she wasn't interested in a ring she was interested in the signet ring and the reason that it's called, that we know that it's a ring, is because Yehudim wouldn't have been schlepping his, or, his regular seal uh, uh, to this kind of an event, and she wouldn't have known that he was bringing that kind of a thing, whereas the ring she saw, of course, and therefore she could ask for it, and it, it fit what she was trying to accomplish and achieve by asking for collateral. Dalit. Lloyd dem is Based on this, we can also explain. Why Rashi doesn't accept that the uh, the thread, the word for threads over here, means a belt? For a ezer because a belt doesn't mean anything of a special importance. Or it doesn't have any anything personal, any personal connection to Yehuda. The Rebbe Rashi. That's why Rashi says that it means a garment, a cloak. And he immediately ex- um, explains. It's not talking about any old cloak, nor but the cloak which everybody knows you, that's something that's special to you, your special jacket or whatever it was that Yehuda wore. That was something that was his uniform, let's call it. The simla was do Yehuda It's the garment which you Yehuda are known to be wearing. That's the one that you're identified with. Because important people used to wear some sort of a garment which identified them. Similar to what the pasuk says that there was the garments of Asab that were so special and dear to him because they were they had special meaning to him. So there were people wore things which were important to them, they wore something which identified them. And so also the Pasuk says that Eliezer brought out garments and gave them to Rivka. So this is, it's not just ordinary garments, he didn't give her something which was of no meaning, it, they were something special. There was something special and extraordinary about these garments. That's why they're fitting to be given to a kala. When you're uh, when she gets engaged or when she's getting ready to get engaged, 
when Oich Yehuda had sleep Zayn Cheshiva Zayn the Godel Shabbat so therefore Yehuda too because he was the the leader of the Shvatim Getrog Nasim Lemiuchedes Miuchada that's why he also wore a garment something that was identifiable as identifying him as somebody important when the far is Tomer given zicher as a dissimilar, that's why Tomer understood that this cloak, Sha'atem is but the one that you use to, to enwrap yourself in this garment, which makes you special, that Yehuda zicher kumanopnem, and that's the one that he's certainly going to come and redeem from her. Alberghvi baim vort matcha matecha in the posuk alay meisid vetosh ashebiyodecha. Similar to what the Pasik itself says, the staff which is in your hand. What is the point of saying the staff which is in your hand? Because the Pasik is emphasizing. As Tomer was asking not just for any old cane that he may have been uh, using. No, Dafke Yehuda's was that staff which Yehuda was identified with. He had the special stick the one that he held, the one that he carried, and that's what she was asking for. In That was a staff which expressed Yehuda's power and his strength, and that's why he wore, he carried such a staff, and that's the one that she asked for. So similar to what the Pasuk points out by the staff, Rashi points out by the, uh, the garment, the cloak, and the signet ring. And this also answers the question that the Ramban asked. And he asked the question, how could Yehuda leave his garments by, uh, by Tomer? What's he going to do after that? The answer is, That wasn't his clothing that he wore. It wasn't the only thing he wore. Not a specialist simla. It was a specific type of a cloak which he wore as a sign of his importance and that is not what you wear in order to cover yourself so that you're dressed <clears throat> that has special importance that you wear over your normal garments hey the Hezber of the Shaila Kanal Sefalif, the explanation for the question that was asked before, Vu Liktin Dem Simla, where do we find in the word your threads that, that it means a cloak. Is Fashtanik from Pirish Rashi and Friedig and said that, that we can understand from a Rashi in the previous in the previous Sedra. Leah said that I have become attached. He, she named Naftali by the word Naftuli, which means attached. Zokt Rashi, so Rashi says as Psil that the word Psil Hotanzir the Badait from Khibur. The word psil, a thread, has the meaning of something that brings, that causes attachment, that attaches two things. And that's why naftoli, from the word psil, means attachment. The far verter And that's for that reason, a garment, a cloak, which a person covers himself with, is also called a psil. Because... It's the thing which, you, which is close to you, which is right on you. Clothing is something which a person is, it's immediately connected to him, to the person. So that's why psil means something that, that's attached to you. Clothing are the closest thing to the person. 
So therefore, the word psil could indicate a cloak as well, a garment as well. And just like the word your signet is written specifically that way, it means something, and it was not just any old ring, but it means a specific type of a ring. So also here, the word psilecha and not simloscha is written for a reason. Why couldn't he have written the direct meaning of a cloak, which is simloscha, as he asked earlier? There is a reason why it's written as psilecha. Because by using the word psil, which means to attach, is muzbavas tamar hot gemein beten by Yehuda simla. By beten Yehuda simla. That explains why Tamar chose that, the garment, the cloak that Yehuda was wearing, as the collateral. The Begit was had gehata chibur she was asking for the garment which is especially attached to Yehuda. And that it's a garment which is connected to him personally. It, it defines Yehuda and who he is. And that's what she was asking her. Silecha means something that's close to you. Not just any old garment. Something that is close to you personally. Vav. So that explains the Rashi. Now the Rebbe goes on to explain a Kabbalistic idea in the uh, in the meaning of a signet ring. From the initial Torah in the Pirush Rashi, from the inner dimension, explaining something that's the primius Torah that we can find in this Rashi. The two uh, extremes, the two meanings of the the uh, the, ri- the ring which you seal with. Number one, from Ein Zayt, HaTomer Gevolt, HaDemir Rav, initially the Tabas, on the one hand, the reason that Tomer wanted this particular thing as the collateral, not because it's a ring, because a ring in itself has no meaning, it doesn't mean anything to Yehuda, and it's not personal to him either. Not Slidem Chaysen, what she wanted was the signet, the the seal that was on the ring. Because in the in the signet, in the seal, that's where you see the importance of Yehuda. Number two, but on the other hand, is the chaysim given nishta zach fazich narachelik from the tabas. But on the other hand, it's not just a seal. It's a seal which is set into a ring, and that's why it's it's called a ring. I mean, it's it's on the ring. <coughs> so these two, these two points about this kind of a signet ring. That fits very well with the way a ring which has a seal in it is explained in Chassidus. And that this explanation about the ring that's made up of a ring and a seal and the way Chassidus explains it has connection to why Tamar asked for these three particular things as it's explained in Pnimius Atayra. We'll get to it. Zion. 
In regards to the Pasuk that says, Hashem concluded on the seventh day the work that He had done, describing uh, creation and Shabbos. State the Medrash, the Medrash says, Rabbonin Amri, Rabbonin said, if this can be compared to the parable of a king, and that he made himself a ring, what was the ring missing? It was missing the, the, the seal, which identifies it with him. So also, Hashem created the world. What was the world missing? Shabbos. It was missing Shabbos. And that's why He made Shabbos. That concluded the world. Till then, the world didn't have Shabbos. Now it has Shabbos. Now it's a perfect world. Thus haste. The welt on Shabbos In other words, the, the Medrash is saying that the world without Shabbos is like a ring which doesn't have a seal on it. On Shabbos is and Shabbos is what implants the seal the, that it's connected to a specific owner. That's the uh, that's Shabbos for the world. Is the beer in them to explain? Tabas is from Lashon Teva. A ring, the word for ring, is similar to the word for nature, Teva. In other words, that the world is generally run on a natural cycle. And when you see the world in its natural cycle, it could occur to you that there is no owner to the world, there's no master, there's no creator. It all happens on its own. It's just a cycle, Mother Nature. As the, the, as he uh, sorry. You can't see, you don't see in the natural cycle that the world really belongs to Hashem. Shabbos is a chaisim. Then comes Shabbos, that is the seal. And that is testimony, and it reminds you of the creation that it's Hashem who created the world, and Shabbos reminds us of that. As the Chinuch says, that Shabbos implants in our heart our faith in the fact that the world did not ha- that was not always there. It had to be brought brought into being by Hashem. That's what Shabbos reminds me of, reminds us of. Therefore, when you know that the world did not come about on its own, but that it was started by Hashem, and then you get from that springs the next point, which is that it has to constantly be renewed. It, it's something that is an ongoing process. Hashem has to constantly recreate it. Al-Tareb explains it at length. Inch. In Shemus, the same is true also in the names of Hashem. How does this express itself in the different names that Hashem is called by? Elikim b'gimatria teva. The name Elikim is the numerical value of the nature. When Havai is the word Havai yutke vafke is a is compressed. The three words past, he was, and he is, and he will be, meaning past, present, and future, are all brought into one word Yudke Vavke expresses all of these things that it all happens at the same time, Hashem transcends time, is higher than time 
Chayisim is the gilui from Shem Avaya. In other words, that the seal Shabbos is what expresses Hashem, the revelation of Havaya. As our sages tell us that what is the seal of Hashem? Truth. As the Pasuk says, Emes is associated with Havaya. So the seal is Havaya. And Havaya is the Shedosh and and Havaya happens to be the source from which miraculous, supernatural occurrences happen, rather than nature. By a, a supernatural occurrence expresses the fact that it's Hashem who is truly running the world. You can see in a very manifest way that Hashem truly transcends the world and is able to do whatever He wants. He can, over, he can override nature anytime that He wants. So, Elohim expresses the natural cycle. Havaya expresses the miraculous cycle, that which transcends nature. And Chaisim, the seal, is associated with Havaya. The dogma to the Eben Gezokte Maile in Chaisim by Yehuda Batama. This is similar to what we said before about the seal as it pertains to Yehuda and Tamar. That it was only, it was specifically the seal which could have been a meaningful collateral for Tamar. Because a ring, just any old ring, you don't see that it's connected to this owner of the ring. There's no way to identify with its owner. So Yehuda, in the case of Yehuda, it would have been... You don't see that this ring belongs to Yehuda. The chesim of is Yehuda Zadach, but the fact that it has his personal uh, signet on it a seal on it, that's what identifies it with Yehuda. Now you know who owns this ring. Just like in the creation of the world, the world as it runs naturally, you don't see its association with its creator, and only through miraculous, through the seal, do you see its association with Hashem, that it's Hashem who really owns it and runs it. And that's also as he mentioned before, the difference between the six days of creation of the week and Shabbos. In Sheishis, you may be given the Yisavas Ha'ilam Dor Hashem Alekim and Hagas During the six days of creation, Hashem brought about the world, the creation of the world through the name Alekim, which is the natural cycle. As we said, the name Alekim means is the, the numerical value of Ateva. When Agam as the Yisavas Nemtzach from Hashem Avayin, although it's true. That Chassidus explains that creation comes not from Elkim but from Avaya. Avaya brings things into being. In fact, the word expresses that Havaya Malosha Mahaba. Havaya means the one who makes things be. Uh, Mahaba means he makes things be. Havaya means a state of being. Havaya is the act of making things be. So that's where creation comes from. Is this Albert and an Oif and Vidashem Avaya's Meir Umpoil Dufan Shemal Kim? But that's only possible when Avaya illuminates things through the, the lens of Shemal Kim. So that's what happens during the week. So it comes, it originates in Avaya, but it has to come filtered through Neymal Kim. 
But on Shabbos, that added the seal of Hashem, which is true. The Emes Avaya the fact that it's all really coming from Avaya. The Shem Avaya Vir is Mitzad Atzmai, not Shem Avaya as it filters through Shem Alkim, but Shem Avaya as it is, is in its pure state. Is Nimshal Givar Nevelt, and that's what was brought into the world on Shabbos, a clear manifestation of Avaya. That also fits with the difference between a seal and a ring as it is in the, in the world of spheres, in the levels of spheres, as Kabbalah explains it. The seal is associated with the sphere of Yisaid. And Tabas and the ring is associated with the sphere of Malchus. And Malchus is, of course, the source from which comes nature. And Yisoid, which is associated, which is the last level of Zoz, the six Midas above Malchus, that's what is associated with miraculous, supernatural behavior. So Malchus is associated with natural behavior, and Za Yisoid, and therefore... Chaisem, uh, the seal, is associated with supernatural behavior. And that's what Hashem did during the six days. Everything ran according to the plan of nature. The revelation of Alekim, which brings about the orderly co- conduct of the world. And then Shabbos came along, which is the seal with which Hashem identifies. Now you know where it's coming from, that it's really all supernatural coming from Hashem. That happened on Shabbos. That's the seal that he put on the creation. Ches. As was mentioned earlier, just like the seal is not, in our case, separate, just its own thing, but it's implanted, it's part of a ring. And therefore, when you see the seal on the ring, it's not just that the seal belongs to Yehuda, but that the whole ring belongs to Yehuda. So also Shabbos cannot be seen as something separate from creation. That Shabbos is a miracle, and therefore it's separated from the other six days of the week. They are nature. Shabbos is separate. It's uh, it's miracle. Nor Yemashvi, but rather Shabbos is seen as the seventh day from the Zexteg. In other words, it's a continuation of the six days, and that's the seventh day, not separate from it, but a continuation to it. Shabbos merely brings completion and perfection to the creation itself. What was the world lacking? Shabbos. The world was lacking Shabbos. The world needs Shabbos, not that Shabbos is something separate. So says the Shlemish from Teba Gufen, in other words, that the perfection, the completion of nature itself, how does nature reach a certain perfection when you bring the fact that Hashem transcends nature and that He has the ability to supersede nature? The Shemavaya is La'atzmai, the Shemavaya as it is in its pure state, not as it filters through Elikim. That is completely 
beyond world, that's what completes and perfects nature as well. Now nature is also associated with its owner, its creator, its master, Hashem. And that's also expressed in the service of Hashem. There are two ways in which one can serve Hashem. One is that a person serves Hashem in a very logical, orderly way. And when you do serve Hashem in that way, what you bring forth is a, an illumination of Hashem as he relates to the creation as he's related to the Creator, as he is the Creator. Number two, another way of serving Hashem, the Aveda from the Sirius Nevesh the Aveda of complete, of uh, sacrificing your life, something that transcends uh, logic. When a person acts that way, he's able to bring forth a godly energy which transcends the creation. Which is what, what that part of Hashem which controls natural, uh, supernatural events, miraculous events. When the Shleimus from the Aveda al Pitam Vadas is Davkevens is Durgedrungen Oich mit the Aveda from the Sirius Nevishulamaylam Pitam Vadas. And when does orderly, regular Aveda reach its highest expression? when even regular Aveda is permeated by the ability and the desire and the, the possibility for Mesiris Nefesh, that a person, a Yid, even though it's just a regular Tuesday, is ready for Mesiris Nefesh even then. He's, he's there anyway, even though it's just normal, ordinary Aveda. In other words, that there has to be a merging together of ordinary, regular, with supernatural. Only together do they make up a perfect Aveda. Test. This explanation that we just gave in the meaning of Chayis in what the relationship between the seal and the ring is. That that is the bringing together of miraculous with natural yisoid and malchus. That's why the ring is made up of a seal and a ring. It's connected with why. What is the real reason that Tamar asked for these particular things? These three things: your seal, your cloak, and your staff. The state in Svarim, the Svarim tell us that Tomer is the beginning of Malchus. Tomer represents Malchus. That's why she asked for these three things, because these three things are, uh, correspond to the three spheres which are Yisoid, which is Chesomcha, the seal, as I said before, Netzach, which is Psilecha, the, the cloak, and Hoid, which is matcha that relates to the to the staff. So malchus, which is the lowest of those, was petitioning, trying to receive from the three spheres above her. They're right above malchus. malchus, and that's what she was trying to accomplish, bringing together 
a, a flow from those three spheres which are above her into Malchus. Or as Chsidus puts it, Binyana Malchus. She wanted to build up Malchus. She wanted to create a, a completed Malchus, a Malchus which was infused from the from Zah. And the far is Dur the Maisa Yehudavatomar, Gibarun Givarun Peretz, and that's why through the story of Yehudavatomar that she became pregnant, who was born Peretz? Was von M is the Upstam for Malchus based David. From Peretz comes forth the family of David, David Amelech, which leads to the kingdom of David Amelech, bis Mashiach, and until at the end it leads to Mashiach. Thus haste, in other words, as der Inyan from Binyan Amalchus was ved zayim b'shleimusel lasud lavai. That what she, the idea of building up Malchus, bringing Malchus to its state of perfection, which will be realized only, of course, when Mashiach comes. That's when it'll reach its state of perfection. That's where it started, from Yehuda Vatamar. That was the first union that brought about the family of David. And perhaps this is, we could say that that's the reason why, one of the inner reasons why, Rashi explains Chesomcha as meaning a ring with a seal, not just a seal. But the inyan for chesem v'tabas is because the idea of a seal within a ring is v'gezakta as we said the chibuf in yisoid the malchus it's the bringing together of yisoid the malchus kum so therefore it comes out as the inyan for chesem v'tabas is behesem some clothes they can take up with the ma'aseyud of a that the idea of a, a ring which has a seal in it reflects the whole thing what which tamar was trying to accomplish with Yehuda. The binyan amalchus bringing together yisaid amalchus. In her case, it was also netzach and hay too. But bringing together yisaid amalchus and shachus bechinas achaisim yisaid in the bechinas tabas malchus to bring forth what the chaisim, what the seal is, which is yisaid, and bring it into the state of malchus, and through this to create the binyan amalchus, the perfection of malchus, which ultimately leads to Mashiach when that perfection will reach its its highest level, its apex. And that started with Yehuda Vatamar. That's why she was creating this eventual, the beginning of it, which will lead to the perfection of it in the time of Mashiach. And that's why Rashi explains it as a, a ring which has a seal in it and not just any old seal, because what's important is that you say the Malchus are coming together. Yud light dam kemenoich maz bezayin. According to this, we can also explain. Thus, as Rabbi Seina Baleyatayse zogn, that which the Baleyatayse say, ifchaisomcha on the word your seal as kitcha betabas. They say that she uh, she asked for his ring. That was in order to bring about the state of kedushin, the marriage between Yehuda and Tamar. That it, it was with a ring. By giving Tamar his seal, which was really in his ring, that's how Yehuda married her. That's where the minig comes from, our minig up until today, that we use specifically a ring in order to, to do Kedushin, to marry a woman. It could be done with anything, but we do it specifically with a ring, because that was what happened between Yehuda and Tamar. 
understand we have to understand about this what's the connection between marriage and a ring why does it done dafke which is the reason why even today that we do it specifically with a ring there must be some integral connection between the idea of marriage and the idea of a ring another thing from them was the Torah's meramas them inyu from a kaddish zaymet tatabas dafke by kedushim from Yehuda v'tamar. Why is it that the, the importance? Fine, we'll find the importance, the connection between the two. Why is it brought out that connection between marriage and a ring? Dafke by the story of Yehuda and Tamar. Is fashtandik as is da teichen the There must be some in, integral connection, not only between a ring and marriage, but also the idea of a ring and marriage as expressed by Yehuda and Tamar is the beer in them, so the explanation is, is Yudua, we know, as the Giluf and Koyach Ein Sof Doyen Velt, that if you want to find, where do we see the infinite dimension of Hashem in this physical world? Where do we see an expression of it? in the That's expressed in marriage. Ein Sof, which is a when when people come together in marriage, it's a connection, a bond which lasts forever. First of all, between them and also the fact that they have children, so it goes on and continues forever. They have children and they have children, so the bond is expressed eternally. That is the and also that birth in itself is an expression of creation. So it's marriage which expresses the infinite aspect of Hashem in this world. Thus haste, in other words, to put it in other words, as Nesuyin is bedugmas demchibah from the chinas chaisim nes and tabas, that the marriage expresses the same thing as we explained before is expressed by a ring which has a seal, that it brings together the physical world, the limited world, the natural world, and it infuses it with an infinite aspect and an infinite dimension. Just like the ring which is ordinary and when the seal makes it as we said before infinite ness so also marriage which you do it and practice it in the physical world but it brings with it an infinite dimension the gilif and kaya to bring the infinite dimension of Hashem into the world and that's why marriage is done with a ring because that's what the ring you would say that why isn't it a signet ring Actually, the Rebbe explains it, um, or if you want to look it up in 59. He, he says in briefly that the ring is the seal would be something, it would be pnimi. And pnimi only comes after the marriage. To create the marriage, you have only makiv. There is a peripheral coming together of the two people. The pnimi is the coming together only happens after the marriage. And that's why in the act of marriage, we don't do it. We don't use a seal, a signet. So that explains why we use a ring for marriage, because they both express the same idea. And since the real, the perfection of the creation of Malchus, of bringing together of the wor- of the uh, infinite aspect of the world and the natural aspect of the world, Yisaid and Malchus, 
That's will ha- that will happen, reach its its perfection in the future, in the when Mashiach comes. But since it all started with Yehuda and Tamar, as we said before, the far ver tafke by zayn nirmez and that's why it's in their coming together that it's that the Torah alludes to the fact that the marriage came about through a ring.